Wait, you want to you want to teach people practical skills? Yeah, yeah, right. But how are we going to design a test for that? See, it's nonsense. It doesn't work. <laughs> or for example, GTD, like you know, productivity. You know, like the basics of productivity. Oh no, 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 no. That's that's religion. That's <laughs> like no no evangelism. No, no, no. If you are inspired by an idea, if you are if you buy an idea that people sell to you, you will, you know, jump on the bandwagon and not just say, oh, school is boring, everything is boring, life sucks. Hello, I'm Rodek. I'm Michael. And this is the podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books read I want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day working on our app Nosby. Or whatever else comes to mind. So we're continuing our rant on universities and education and schooling. Um, we started it last week, so if you haven't listened to episode number 97, then stop this, listen to last week's episode, and come back here. Yeah, so uh, yeah, 97. 97 was the, was the one, and it's 98. We keep uh, talking about this because there's still so much to say. And uh, actually, I think last time we were there, you you left us with a, with a homework. Yeah, so my homework, ironic, isn't it? Um, <laughs> was the book Stop Stealing Dreams by Seth Godin. Um, it, it's a it's a short book, free PDF. I recommend everyone read it. But if you didn't, that's that's fine too. And um, Stop Stealing Dreams made a very strong, uh, very compelling, at least to me, uh, case that... Um, schools like the, the the schooling education system was fundamentally designed for a different era because like it was set up for the industrial uh age for uh the industrial revolution when suddenly a, a need arose to have you know a a large number of educated workers workers who would be reliable and obedient in like performing uh, tasks in like a factory or something like that, right? And um, a lot of the the ways that schools are constructed um, is, I, I think, reminiscent of of that, right? Like the, the just the the way schools tend to work, it it teaches you obedience and reliability in performing, you know, arbitrary tasks set out by your superiors. Yeah, uh, that's 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 what we what we discussed. Uh, I remember in last episode when I said that you're supposed to go to primary school, then to the secondary school or high school, and then go to college, and then you get a job, and then you retire, and then you die. So like there is this <laughs> there's this whole thing that we are we are supposed to be doing, and it's just it's it's, it's like a perfect system, right? Yeah, it's 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 part of a, a paradigm, right? Like a frustrating thing for me in school was just how rarely. It actually taught me anything effectively. Um, like it was shocking to me after school how many things I've rediscovered and found actually really, really interesting. Like I, I was, I've been reading, you know, books on things related to biology or history, like things I could not care less uh, in school. And like that's that's not just um, an accident. I, I don't think it's it. It has to do with like the the very fundamental way uh, teaching those things at school was approached. Like it was 
very rare in my in my experience that in in school things were taught effectively like uh, that um like the fundamental structure of things would be explained that you'd be given reason why something is the way it is and how things connect and why it's important or why it's relevant or would show you connections between concepts because there wasn't the point there, there, it wasn't really the point to to teach you those things in a way that would be effective that that would make you remember for a long time that would make you interested in it the point was that you had an arbitrary task of you know having to learn x amount of material for the next exam and then you'd never have to use it again and that was the whole point and so you'd do that and i remember just uh, from my uh, even college times so from studies university university degree when um uh, I, 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 well, my first and second year was was a lot about statistics, and and you know we laugh very often. We in Europe laugh at Americans because Americans are always like, "Are you excited? You should be excited," and things like that, right? <laughs> but actually, they like, at the university they didn't get me excited about statistics because they just taught me how it's, it's supposed to be, the formulas, the, you know, the cold thing about it. Now, when I'm actually applying statistics in our marketing work, in our, like, you know, in many things that we do, and I, I learned, uh, I read a book, for example, like Naked Statistics or things like that, mm-hmm. it's freaking exciting. It's really good. I mean, there are so many cool things with statistics that, that you can do, that you can figure out um, the world with statistics um, uh, if you apply them well. But why oh why didn't they sell it to me and then they didn't sell the idea of statistics to me first and then really teach me how to do it you know yeah they they never they never sell you an idea why it's relevant to you why it's important exactly and then they 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 just decide to dive deep into like a piece of knowledge without actually explaining why you should care and i remember biology was (laughs) in high school it was my drama i mean after high school Oh yeah. If 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 you would take me to to a to a local forest and ask me to to name the trees around me based on their leaves, uh, I would fail fifty percent. I would not know how the to, how uh, which trees I I'm, I'm looking at, but I would tell you all about mitochondria and all the other cells and and and, and deep biological <laughs> stuff. But actually, if I go on a walk with my daughter, she would ask me about the trees, not about the mitochondria, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the the example of statistics I, I think is a perfect one because I had a similar thing. Like there was some brief mention of statistics by my math teacher in high school, but she was like, "I don't really like. I, I don't know what this is for." Like, like she pretty much didn't get it, and so she certainly didn't sell us on it. And right now, like I know very you know next to none of the 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 proper math be, behind statistics, but I can always look it up. But like. I understand the the reason why. I understand why it's relevant. I understand like which tools to look up how to do exactly when I have a need, right? And and that's that's really found in school that that they would explain things in such a way that like you can mentally place it on on your like map of things, right? You just learn the formula for the next exam and then it it goes away. It's like they don't um, they don't encourage you to understand you know that like, no. just learn, learn by heart learn because because i say so or because it's like this but they don't encourage you to really understand why you're learning this how this works you know, you know it, it, when you are we are kids we and even when we are not kids we still like to play with legos so we want to play with legos because we want to see how things are built and we want to build them ourselves and uh I've, yeah. and we've 
we've, we both both wasted lots of precious hours of our lives building Legos. No, and not wasted. No, not wasted. Uh, invested. Whatever. We spent. And we're going to spend it more again. Um, so... Yes. Uh, so that's really great. I mean, uh, I just got a big Lego, you know, the Porsche thing uh, for Christmas. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, anyway, I always liked the subjects where I could really understand thing, where I could I could understand what what the thing, the matter, and I could get to it, not just just arbitrarily learn it by heart, but uh, but. And even if you you know, like even in history class, if something you had to be learned by heart. Why not, you know, make it really a good story, a compelling story, which helps you learn to learn learn this thing, you know? And 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 just know, no, you have to just remember the dates, remember this, remember that, and just, you know. Pfft. Yeah, uh but 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 like there's one important um difference between like history a lot of the times is it has a lot of kind of raw data. And and partly that's that's just characteristic of what history is, that a, a trait of, of the subject, but but partly that's you know, in, in school, you just have to learn a bunch of dates or something like that by heart. But I mean, what, what's the point? Who cares? What what does it? What difference does it make in in your life? But on the other hand, like uh, I was reading um, last year, uh, *Sapiens* and *Guns, Germs, and Steel*, and what what I found fascinating about them was it was kind of meta history. It was um, kind of theory of history. It had a lot of things that happened, and some of them I remembered, some of them I didn't. But more importantly, it un- it explained a structure of things, like a-, a causal connection between like major events in the history of humanity. Exactly, and and that's far more interesting, and that's something you can you can learn um, quite effectively because it it makes sense, like it it creates a a map of of concept you can put it like in the lattice of your mental models not a bunch of like arbitrary raw data that you can always look up online like it, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. that you remember a date of some boring event where some one boring king like it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things most of the time right some major events sure but but like the, the structure of things is, is far more interesting far more compelling usually um you can understand it much better but it's really very interesting um, from the point of view of this, you know, paradigm of schooling because you can much easier design a test that shows that either you're worthy or not based on um, raw data. That's much easier to verify than your understanding of, um, you know, the mental model, right? Yeah, I mean, and this is what I, this is the the particular case where I hated. Uh, the tests, um, uh, especially on the university, but also also in high school, when the test was, as you said, designed to check if I know the raw data, mm-hmm. uh, right? And very often it was like a ABC test, right? And uh, sometimes like, the question would be something, and then, then there, would, there would be like three versions, right? And sometimes the question was posted like this, that I, I, w- I could actually explain all of the answers, like I, yeah. in all of the answers, I could I could give a, a, a compelling reason why this answer is good, you know, uh, but uh, but no, the author wanted to see if I remember the date or whatever, or they or, or they wanted me to come up with an idea what they actually were thinking about when they were stating this question. So like like they didn't check my understanding of the matter; they checked if I remembered something correctly, which yeah. is which which is just stupid. Right, it is stupid, but but the 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 point made by uh Seth Godin was that it makes perfect sense in in the paradigm for which the school system was designed right because 
it, it's not fundamentally about uh, teaching people. There's part of that, and, and, and it's important. Like, it, it exists there. But it, it's, it's just not fundamentally geared toward, you know, making you the smartest possible person in the amount of time you're going to spend there. But, but the point is to prove that you prove to the system that you're capable enough to pass through the system. And so like the exact nature of those tasks uh, is arbitrary, right? So it, it, it didn't matter that, uh, you know, I had in high school when, it, it, you know, it was already like some specialization and you had like, I was like uh, math, physics, computer science. That, that was the, the specialization, right? Yeah, and I had history where we went through the same boring things we had in middle school, none of which I remember by now. Uh, we had ge- geography where, for the third time in the in my schooling career with the same teacher I had also in middle school, I was learning the types of soil and then exact names and and um, dates for geological eras. Who cares? But it doesn't matter. Like it, it doesn't matter that it doesn't make sense. Because that's not the point, right? So like it's it's kind of pointless to argue on this kind of shallow level that oh it the schooling system could be made so better so that you learn more effectively, but it's pointless without tackling the the deeper uh, level that. So the reason why the why the schooling system exact exists and what it should actually do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um. Right now, especially in the information age, where we can look up everything, uh, mm-hmm. the idea is that we uh, we should embrace life differently. That we shouldn't be the mindless cogs and mm-hmm. the obedient cogs in a system. And um, and this is what we this is what I see every day when we whenever somebody approaches me about the way we work. And we're coming back to this that we are this different company that just works differently and uh, many people don't understand that this is yeah this is we are not unique in a, by any by any means but we are different than this system that the school system is following so um so this this still industrial age uh, thinking so um so what do you think what what should be done to to to, to change to the, the you know the whole thing the whole approach to to, to teaching oh <laughs> it's such a hard question because it's like it's it's so deeply entrenched with like everything that that's such a complex system and it's it's connected with like politics and and everything, so it's really hard. I, I don't know how how to get around fixing it, but a, a point I would make as for what I said earlier is that it's not just me being cynical about how schooling is. It's like it makes perfect sense. Like it, it if it was designed for the industrial age and it's supposed to spit out reliable workers. For that, it actually works quite good, right? You're you're going to learn a bunch of uh, basics, you know, not just like beyond the elementary things from primary school. You will learn some things about the world which are are useful. Most of it you'll forget, obviously, but 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 some will stick with you. But along the way, it it does, you know, being good at at school, at being at school, going through this schooling system does require you to develop a kind of discipline, right? A, a discipline to like take arbitrary tasks given you by the teachers, your, your superiors, and perform them on, on time, right? Yeah, and um, but even, you know, I would argue that even even if the schooling system is for that, so to, to, to um, prepare us for like this, this industrial age thing. So even that, there are many skills that the, 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 the schooling system is not mm. teaching us. 
like I have just three that just come straight to my mind. So uh, I was always arguing that you know uh, everybody should be learning um, touch typing. So uh, typing very fast on the keyboard because we will be using keyboards all all the time, right? And if you want to create um, you know cogs in the system that mm-hmm. work efficiently, <laughs> you should actually teach them touch typing because uh, it's not biology it's not history it's not computer science even it's just touch typing but it's it's something that you know everybody should 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 be fast at because you're going to be writing lots of things in the future well you want to you want to teach people practical skills yeah yeah right but how are you going to design a test for that see it's nonsense it doesn't work <laughs> or for example gtd like you know productivity you know like the basics of productivity oh no 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 that's that's religion that's <laughs> like no no evangelism no 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 <laughs> okay but 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 you know everybody who finishes school um uh, so yeah so getting organized productivity you say no okay well so so mm-hmm. they will have to figure this out themselves uh, another thing when you are supposed to get a job and then uh, get a mortgage and buy an apartment right this first part the banks will screw you over the first time mm-hmm. on a mortgage because you have you you have no clue about getting a mortgage. You have no clue about you know negotiating with the bank. You have nothing about it. I know because my first mortgage is shit and 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 I'm still paying it, paying this. So um, and and they don't teach that. They don't teach these practical skills. Like something that you know you're gonna to actually use in your real life. So 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 mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that even to create these cogs that will fit in the system, even for that the school fails because there's so many practical skills that, that, that they should be teaching, you know, to really create, you know, more efficient and better cogs. Yeah. That's actually a really, really interesting point. Yeah, that, that, that even even for that, the, a different mindset of actually te- teaching you practical things for which it's difficult to design a test uh, makes sense. Exactly. Because these are the skills that you will need later. Yeah, and uh, the, to me, the the tragic thing is that like, again, I, I mentioned politics is, is involved. And so there are a lot of um, forces which are trying to push on the system, right? There are teachers who, on one hand, want their life easier, uh, some other kinds of teachers which want to, to teach kids, you know, more, um, and some people who want to push to have practical skills included. And so to me, the, the tragic thing is, is seeing how people try to add these practical things to the existing system, to the paradigm that already exists, yeah. and they fail. So it, throughout high school, I had this um, subject, which I guess you could roughly translate to the basics of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And it's tried to tackle actually some interesting things, but it was one of those subjects that because like no one learned anything from that because either it gave you things for which you know you you didn't have to really pass an exam for and so no one cared or you did have to pass an exam for and so it was kind of it was skewed to fit in the system where like you have to you know learn something by heart so that you can pass a test and those were useless too Right, and it was supposed to be the place where you do learn things like we had some like um, elements of um, like a- a- employment laws mm-hmm. and uh, like some some you know basic concepts from from microeconomy mm-hmm. and personal and, and like finance. It could have been useful, interesting, <laughs> but of, of course it it failed miserably. Like n- none of that was actually useful. Yeah. 
I just I'm just thinking about uh, our friend Michał Szafrański and his financial ninja book, you know, that he also said, yeah. you know, the personal finance, like people have no clue about it. They don't know how to save money or just manage money. Um, another practical skill. Right, but but back to your previous point mm-hmm. um, that the world is is changing. Like that that that's exactly right. Like um, we're going to need increasingly more and more, I guess, creative entrepreneurial kind of people. The factory jobs are going away. Um, all the vehicle drivers will disappear. Like all of the the stuff will be automated, and like like it or not, like this is happening. It it can be tragic because like a lot of people will be put out of jobs, but it it's the it's already started, right? And over time, like a lot of the white collar jobs, like simple white collar jobs, will disappear as well. Also, will be automated, and so like we we need a a new kind of workforce that can fit in this new world. Because like, again, like it or not, I, I think it's inevitable. And so, but, but the, the way the, the schooling system is structured, it, it just, it doesn't, you know, produce people who can fit in that system unless they decide to do that on their own, which is rare. Which brings us to the point of obedience, for example. So um, uh, yeah. obedience is, is one of the, fine traits for the for the school system uh, the children should uh, obey everything that the teacher is saying and should f- exactly follow the rules and um, uh, even though uh, i mean like we we discussed we discussed uh, on the last uh, episode uh, how i did my studies and it was anything else but obedient i was doing two different things and um not not exactly according to my um not, not everything, but most of the things I was doing just my way, right? And mm-hmm. and uh, right now when we are hiring for our team, for Nosby team, we are hiring people who can be um, independent, who can work from homes yeah. uh, independently, not being obedient. And even they, and, and really we have a great team, even they, when, when we meet and, and when we discuss some things, even there creeps up creeps up this obedience thingy, you know, sometimes, you know? Yeah, we, we discussed it a few episodes ago where you can see a strain of people wanting to have more hierarchy, more exactly. bosses. Exactly, exactly. So, so even even in this environment where we have, like, I, I would argue that we have, you know, in our team, really unique people who are really very good working independently. There's still there is still mm-hmm. this creep of, of of obedience coming in, and um, so there is really uh, lots to be fixed. And uh, and when people ask me, you know, who should I, who should I hire, and you know, what's important when you're hiring a person, people who will be working remotely, and one of the most important things is for them, for uh, what I say is that they have, they have to be independent. But to become independent, you know, at school you should give, you should be given some freedom. You should be given some freedom to choose to to, to experiment mm-hmm. on your own, to to cultivate your curiosity. Yeah. You know, all these things that are a bit away from the obedience thingy. You know, they they are they are a, a different mindset. A mindset of a person who 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 is treated, uh, you know, who is treated as as a as a partner to do things together and not as a as yeah. a as a you know person there has, that has to obey the orders. Yeah, and and school not only doesn't cultivate curiosity, it, it kills it. Right, like every time you try to be creative in school, you're punished. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. I have so many examples from from my life, from my brother's life, like from from our life in school, where it was just yeah, amazing. Yeah, and, and like the the essential kind of way in which you 
you do things at school. Again, it's very reminiscent of the kind of industrial age factory worker. You are given an arbitrary task. Uh, it doesn't matter if you think what you think of it. It doesn't matter if you fully understand it or understand the reason why, because it doesn't matter. You're giving a, an arbitrary task for which you, you're shown a, a fairly simple path for resolving it, right? So you, you'll have your lectures and you'll have your textbook. You have a bunch of things that you have to learn by heart. And then you have to um, show that, that you can do it on a test and then it doesn't matter anymore, right? But but what, what we... What we need, like I, I think that kind of competence in in doing things and in that way is going to be less and less useful um, in the future. I think we need more and more people who can take um, a bit of a broader task, like something more high level, and be self reliant and like take it, own it. You know, take a problem, figure out on your own how to solve it. Uh, teachers should be more like kind of mentors or, or guides showing the way for which you can solve it should be, as you said, have some space to experiment, to learn on your own, uh, to be curious, to pick up your own projects, to choose more of the things you, you want to, to do and learn. You should have more, again, more, more projects actually, uh, things to, to create uh, and and not just show that you can perform these arbitrary tasks like of learning raw data. And when you are learning things, like you could do it so much more effectively and like stop teaching as much uh, raw data that no one cares about. And that's that's not relevant in anyone's life in the long term. Uh, but instead, like teach more fundamental things and also teach more practical skills, as you said. Yeah, and, and, and I'm I'm saying this. Uh, luckily, for example, uh, the school where my my kids are going, for example, uh, my 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 uh, oldest daughter, she's in the second primary. Uh, mm -hmm. I can see that the teacher uh, is trying is trying really hard to, to to cultivate this curiosity, to to you know to to give them some space, to give them space to explore, to to really to feel things, to to test things, to 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 and and this is what I. Um, and for me, for example, this shock was when I was again when, uh, compared to my in my last episode when I uh, went to Germany to study from from Poland, and mm -hmm. again not trying to condemn the whole Polish system. Just uh, please don't email me. <laughs> but my experience was when I was in Poland that the professor is over there. He's this big guy, this you know important guy, and I shouldn't be you know interrupting them, interrupting them. I shouldn't be approaching them. They are the professor. I am the student. I should just learn what what they've got to say. And then I remember that immediately when I when I went to Germany, the the first thing was the the, the professor, uh, uh, like he was our partner. He was doing things things with us. He was really, um, it's not like he was really friendly with us. No, but he was really on the same level. He he wanted us to 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 to, to do things with him. To uh, so he was our leader, you know, our leader, but not our you know, as I said, leader mentor and not manager uh, God, you know. <laughs> And 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 that for me there was it was uh, at at first it was a little bit um, strange and uh, I was a little bit you know lost because you know there's this professor and he's really important and then he he just asks me for an opinion I'm like, <laughs> like what should I do now you know so is it a tricky question or something you know so so uh, this you know becoming the partner and and the the, the co you know um, like partner of the kid partner of the of the person you're teaching. Um, uh, I think this is the this is the, this is the key, and 
and this is what 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 really you know ignites then the, the curiosity and 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 the will to do something more from the student. Yeah, because for me that there was there was none of that. Uh, there was no no one igniting my curiosity to to learn anything. Uh, with, with a few exceptions, of course, uh, there were maybe one or two teachers who were actually really good and really passionate, but but that was that was the rare exception, right? Not 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 the standard. Uh, there was there were the the teachers um, going out of their their way to 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 do something better within the you know con- being confined to the system they're in, right? But the broader system doesn't encourage such behavior, right? I'll give you an example that um, uh, just a few days ago, uh, my daughter, she came up with this idea because we were learning something at home and she came up with this idea, father, let's take take the photo of this and this. And then she started taking a few pictures and and, and she said, okay, let's create a presentation from that and just let's send it to my my professor. And and my my first reaction, you know, because I was still, you know, grown in this old system and everything. And my daughter is eight, right? So I was like, should I, you know, as a parent, bother this professor and send him some stuff that my daughter, who's eight, asked me to send and and things? I mean, should I really, mm-hmm. you know, bother him? I mean, yes, she's passionate about it. She like maybe he encouraged her in a, in a way, but maybe I shouldn't, you know. Maybe you know, I'm gonna spoil his, you know, whole class and everything, you know. Just and then I, I but then I asked the teacher, and he said, "Yeah, come on, send 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 me stuff." I mean, because um, we have this this moment at the end of uh, school day when we actually discuss things that people are sending me and discuss uh, uh, ideas that the children have. And I'm like, okay. So I was just, you know, I was surprised that my daughter had already a different approach. She she had no, she didn't have this feeling that the professor is so up high there. She had this feeling that you know my professor encourages me to, to do things, so I'm gonna send send them stuff. And and I was you know I was kind of blocked you know, yeah. But keep in mind that your daughter is in you said second grade. Yeah, yeah, that's different. Um, yeah, yeah, of you course. know, expect to be disappointed when she gets to <laughs> fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, um, what I was saying is that even you know I had some you know barriers of of them. I think they was like hmm, what to do. Yeah. Right, because like you already have expectations for how the system is. Exactly, exactly, and these are not high expectations. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I guess that that's good. I think uh, on some episodes we're talking about my my skepticism, and like if you don't have have high expectations and something actually exceeds it, that feels pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but don't change your expectations. (laughs) Exactly. See, like back to teaching you useful things. Yeah, as I mentioned last week, I, I have a lot of um, a lot of friends who are studying uh, computer science, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, it's it's really it's really disheartening um, how little useful skills they actually learn in there. I would say maybe even most of what they have is math, like like higher, really hard math. And and some of that is you know can be useful, but it's in wrong context at the wrong time, you know. Like like they have they have um, you know bits of say math which is useful for three uh, D graphics, right? But but they're not given that context. They 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 don't know that yet. They just have the the math, and they're not doing the three D graphics thing. So like at some point in in their life. Uh, or maybe later during their their schooling career, uh, maybe they would they would actually go deep into this kind of thing where those skills would be useful, but they don't, obviously, 
And so they have so much math. And in the real work of a of you know ninety five percent of programmers, almost none of that is actually useful. Um, whereas they have, um, they're taught basics of of programming, and and there are pretty much basics. And and in some university, some universities, um, my my friends are attending are better than others. But still, the 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 level of of that is is just not good enough because and it's not surprising because first of all. Uh, technology changes too fast, and universities don't don't really keep up very much. And second of all, the professors who are, who are teaching this are, like we said last week, mostly people who are actually not 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 good enough to to work the the job. <laughs> and so, like this is this is who who teaches them. And, and so, like sometimes I'm I'm listening to why they failed some exam, some practical exam where you're supposed to write some code. And and it, it's ridiculous. Like the the reasons are just like like not like not no real programmer would would point us out that you're supposed to do X this way, right? Um, it, it's ridiculous, right? And then you have again a lot of um things, a lot of theory related to computer science to programming, uh, which, which is very useful, but again, uh, they're not given the context, they're not taught it at the the time when it's relevant to them. So one of one of the the typical things you learn on computer science classes is uh, a lot of uh, a lot about data structures. Um, some of that uh, that is useful, uh, very rarely though, for for most programmers, right? Uh, but but and you should taught that without any context. Like for me, like if I were to design a curriculum, you would learn about data structures, but but you know much later after the practical skills when you can actually intuitively understand why knowing this can be useful. Yeah, I mean, and as you said, you know, the the teaching lacks the basics of salesman, salesmanship, you know, sell us the idea why we should be learning this, you know, why, why what's in it for us, like why, why we should be interested in that, right? I mean, when, when you're just, you know, you're just talking about it, I remember now and i am older than you uh, i remember why i didn't go to study computer science it was for this for the very same reason and it was you know years ago it was for the same reason i decided to study business because i knew that when i study business i'm going to learn some new things like something different but then i have lots of time to study programming on my own <laughs> you know yeah. so because i was still interested in programming but I, I i knew that if i would go to study computer science I wouldn't learn programming. I would learn maths and stuff, and and you know, I wouldn't, and then and then I wouldn't have that much time for programming because I would have to learn this difficult maths. So it would really take me lots of time to figure this out. So, uh, so I remember even then I already had that mindset, you know, and and you know, you're much younger, and I apparently things haven't changed so much. <laughs> no, no, they they haven't. That's what I'm seeing with 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 um with my peers, those who actually are learning to to do real programming are those who learned on their own in their own time and those who are just following the curriculum computer science uh, mostly have pretty good grades but they they can't really code that well at all yeah so uh, and that that that, that's just sad it's really sad like those who are who are good are are those who are are working outside of the system and and not in it That, that 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 should be an absurd notion 
Yeah, but in, in, anyway, uh, university and, and, and you know, even co- in, in high school, but especially university, there are so many great ways to foster curiosity, to foster, you know, problem solving, you know, to, to really like, focus on that, you know, to, to focus how to find ways to, like, because in your university degree should, I mean, university should teach you how to learn, you know, how to learn effectively, how to learn well, how to learn new things, yeah. should teach you curiosity, and it doesn't. And and this is this the sad part for me because um, uh, I, I I remember the same thing I remember vividly that the people who and we discussed this a little bit in the last episode that people who had the best grades in in, in my class uh, in the university were not people who were doing anything exceptional they were just uh, good cogs in the system obedient yeah. cogs in the system and uh, I'm sorry to say but it it was like that I guess the the last point I would like to make uh, speaking of practical skills is um of foreign languages hmm. um to the listeners who are you know native english speakers that's i suppose somewhat less relevant but if someone is is not an english speaker well learning english um is is such a such a tremendously useful skill i mean it opens so many doors to everything right but how it looks in practice well well for me um in both middle school and high school, I had th- three years of additional, the the second foreign language. Uh, so I had th- three years of German and three years of Russian. You have you had Russian and German? I did, yeah. Whoa. Uh, as you can imagine, I remember, remember next to none of that. I've learned almost none of that. And that what I learned, I've already forgot. Because none of that was actually useful for me. Uh, I had no context for which it would be useful. But just about everyone uh, can find English useful to some extent, right? And the English education is, to me, not good enough. And it's it's not that it's particularly bad in, in Poland. I think, um, you know, uh, young people in, in Poland are pretty good in English, pretty good in the sense that you can communicate with them. But it, it's it's not good enough. It's not good enough. And it's not good enough because the way English is taught is, again... Uh, it's within the the confines of of the system, which just is actually not that good at teaching things. Uh, and on the other hand, you waste uh, so much time with the six years of additional foreign language uh, that for most people um, is pretty useless. Like for some people, it, you know, some people do want to learn another language, and that's fine. But uh, I don't think it should be standard because there's relatively little utility to it. Uh, it might be like partially regional, like some places in the world, it, it does make sense. But in Poland, like if you if you just use the the time, the you know the six years that was wasted on on German and Russian, and just had more English and taught better, um, like that would be so much more useful. It's but as you said, it, it all depends on the context and on the way you're you're being taught i mean i remember mm-hmm. when i was very very young um we we, we made friends um with 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 a, with a german family and my parents signed out sent us up for a german course uh, for adults so i was 10 and i was going with my parents for the course to the course um to learn a you know a course for adults so i was i was pretty much there with a 10 year old and i remember the teacher she was so good 
she forced my parents, I mean, because it was for, for adults, so she didn't assume we would learn lots of grammar. So she gave us some grammar to give us give us a context to teach us how to say things. But she would force us to speak up, to say things, to, you know, to, to she was trying to get a dialogue out of us, even though we, 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 we at the very beginning, we knew almost nothing in German. But very quickly, we started, you know, speaking German, you know, and it was so funny because it. I, I think I, we went like two years there, and and after that, my German was so good, you know, I was I was I was surprised, and then 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 I was sent to Germany for 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 summer holidays, and then I, you know, to a German family, and then I learned all everything else. But mm-hmm. I remember that it, it was so good when you when you were forced to speak, and I remember that when I came back and I want I wanted to do a German uh, certificate, you know, I had I needed a German certificate, um, you know later for college. Um, so I, I signed up for a course to do the certificate and people were amazed how well I spoke German. Yeah. But when it, when, it, when it came to doing grammar tests, I was amazed how, oh, yeah. how well they knew grammar and I had nothing, right? Yeah. And I was like, what is this, right? So, so that's the thing, you know, the focus on the grammar, on the boring things, on, on not giving you the context, mm-hmm. why, on not telling you why you should learn German. Because in, actually yeah. in, in Poland, Poland is, um, is uh, it, like our next door neighbor is Germany. And, and there are so many reasons to learn German. Okay, it's not the most beautiful language in the world, but it's, 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 it, but it's really useful because Germans are coming to Poland. You, I mean, this is the first country you go to on, on, the, uh, on the West side. So uh, there are reasons, but really they don't give you these reasons they don't give you this context they don't you know we don't watch movies you know in german in the class to to to, to get our comprehension yeah. better no yeah, yeah. we just learn stupid grammar stuff and and then they expect us to speak german just by learning you know grammar rules perfect yeah and much much of that is is also transferable to to learning uh, english exactly uh, i think it's it's better to sell people on why you need english because like you know j- just just everyone knows some english because like if you're using computers like there's there's no way around it right no I'm, I'm not arguing with you that german is more important than english no of course no, no, english I, is the first the first one i'm i'm just saying that even german as a second language could be attractive for people if it was yeah. sold in a different way but yeah english i'm still amazed how many people our maybe my age your age or in between don't speak english or or, or have really poor command of english like english is so important uh, and like for for us like this is like this is the language of the world thing like, no esperanto not other things english <laughs> well I, I, w- I wish it was esperanto esperanto is pretty cool but th- th- that's not the word we we live in no no but you, you said that uh your teachers were, were shocked at at how good you are with just speaking german well uh pretty much the only just about the only like really positive experience I, I had with like teachers praising me in high school was during uh, the matura, the the, the final exam, exams, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, the maturity exam you have when you finish high school, right? And and there was a uh, oral English exam that everyone has to take though. Um, I just had the 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 expanded version, which also a lot of pe- people took. And you know, I I maxed it out, and they were like shocked. It was like, how did you learn? You must have spent so much time in US or UK. And I was like, no, never been like, there. Oh, <laughs> so you you had like your you had some some teachers. Where where did you teach? I was like, no, I had none of that, and they couldn't believe me. But yeah, I I, I, I think <laughs> I, I I think that's very characteristic of of schools, uh, w- w- which is that, um, I I think people don't really appreciate at how how capable people are at learning things if they decide that they want to learn something. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I mean, I, I, I remember it was the same for me. Like people were like, yeah, you speak so well English. You must have been to the US or England. Or the, never been in either of these, of these countries. 
Never. Yeah. Like, like when I was young, I, never. Like, I'm going to go to the UK in two years. Yeah. Mm. So like for a week, right? So so no, being in Poland, along with other Polish people, I was and you were able to to learn English so much better because we just took a different approach. But but part of that is like, if you really decide you want to learn something. It, it, people are actually really good at this, mm-hmm. right? Like, and you add add to it all the kind of meta skills of like how to learn effectively, which school doesn't teach and, and should have, right? Mm-hmm. And, and those are the things me and you learn over time. But like, even without that, um, people are really capable. <laughs> it's just like, I don't think the teachers appreciate. If someone wants to learn something, they're going to freaking learn it. Like you can find all the information you need on the internet for free, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to learn it. But you have to sell them. Like that, that, That's one of the other big points in Seth Godin's book is that the, the primary, um, the, the number one or, or the number two like, uh, job of a school should be to sell, to yeah. sell kids an idea like why you want to learn this. Like why is it important, relevant to you? Why it's exciting. Why this is you know, something that is worth pursuing. Yeah. Worth pursuing and useful because if you manage to sell someone why you want this on your own, not why you have to, but why you want this, again, people are pretty good. People are pretty good at learning. If you if you decide that you care, and and if you decide that you care, you're going to learn in a whole different way. Because if you must learn to pass the exam, you're going to learn by heart in such a way that you spend as little time as possible to get as good a grade as possible, and then you'll forget everything. And if you decide that you want to learn something, you'll you'll learn the things in a much more fundamental way. You'll understand things on a deeper level. And and that's the kind of understanding, the kind of knowledge that sticks far better. I would argue that, you know, this is what we're doing even in our company right now. I mean, you know, I can force people to do to work for Nosby and, and, and do our stuff. But instead of that, we're trying, uh, I mean, we are getting excited, getting inspired, what we can do, how we can help people get organized. I mean, we are, I think this motivates us more than just, you know, you have to do your job and you have to do your program and it has to be, no, I mean, just look at you. I mean, doing the things for iOS, you know, Apple Watch or whatever, like, uh, like all these things, it, you get excited about the possibilities of what you can do with that or how you can bring value to the world and and and, and do things differently. And uh, it always works like that. So if you are inspired by an idea, if you are, if you buy an idea that people sell to you, you will, you know, jump on the bandwagon and not just say, "Oh, school is boring. Everything is boring. Life sucks." Yeah, having a compelling reason is a far better motivator than authority, 